Hello fam, how y'all doing? Um, welcome back. Uh, I've been away. I know. Anyway, um, life was happening, and sure, I've been in a a dark place that I didn't know how to get out of. Um, I I don't know if I'm still there. I'm still there, but I think I just decided well if i continue to stay there nothing will get done especially this podcast so here i am by the grace of god and yeah um today's episode would be very i'm hoping it will be very informative and it it will just be sharing my um journey so far with regards to the topic um so yeah before i start please note that i am not a medical practitioner nor a qualified therapist or a therapist without qualifications or a psychiatrist um so everything that i say here it's something that i figured out on my own um it is something i researched and it consists of also my own journey with um the illness so without further ado let us get into the topic So, um, today is Wednesday, the 17th of March, 2021, and I would like to talk about anxiety disorder. Basically, it's life with, or living with, I don't know, it's like, I don't know, is it life with anxiety disorder? I think, yeah, that's better. Um, so I just want to share how... I've been living with anxiety disorder, um, the nitty gritties of it, everything, 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 okay, almost everything. Um, so let me just start. I've I've written everything down so that I don't forget the important things and try to be uh, very informative while at it. Um, so I've been struggling with. Oh, I struggled with anxiety disorder, um, something that I never thought I would struggle with ever. Uh, put aside the fact that I didn't even know what anxiety disorder is. Um, I think I've only known. With regards to mental health issues, I think, I don't know, I, 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 I'm not knowledgeable at all. Um, it's only now that I have more knowledge on the different kind of mental health conditions um now that i struggled with one myself so uh, i don't want to call it ignorance as such but i think it's just something that i i didn't really have to go and research i suppose i don't know maybe it is ignorance i'm not sure but yeah i'm gonna talk about um how anxiety crippled my life for six seven months yeah somewhere there um how it just turned my life upside down how i thought i was really dying how i thought i was really sick terminally sick um how i thought uh, i would probably never get out of it or it will never end and here i am today 
but anyway let's just i'm gonna just walk through everything step by step uh in the order so that you 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 go with me um so i'm gonna start by defining anxiety disorder okay let me start by saying that everyone in life um does kind of come across or deal with anxiety um when someone says i feel anxious you know um i'm a bit worried um that is just the natural reaction to to the uncertainty of the future right of what is going to happen whatever it is um that you need to go through like you're very uncertain because it feels like uh the worst is just gonna happen so i have my definitions here so i'm gonna start with anxiety what is anxiety anxiety um it's a feeling of worry nervousness or unease about something with an un uncertain outcome that is just anxiety that is normal that we all go through in life that we all experience um what is a disorder so it is an illness or condition that disrupts normal physical or mental functions so now you have anxiety it's just the normal reaction to um to you feeling um worried about something that has no or with an uncertain outcome rather and then the moment you put a disorder to it now that is a whole different thing altogether because that means then it interferes with um your 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 normal physical or mental function so it's when it's a disorder it's it's a heightened now thing it's a heightened anxiety um it's no longer just something that you know once that thing that you're anticipating passes then automatically the anxiety just goes away but with a disorder whatever even if that event or thing passes you still struggle with it even after it because you 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 have restlessness okay so we have definitions for anxiety and disorder so now put together so what is anxiety disorder it is a mental health disorder characterized by feelings of worry anxiety or fear that are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities and that is exactly what i experienced um like doing the smallest of things was really like a whole mountain that i needed to climb that was imp looked impossible for me to climb um so i would just then decide not to do it because then it would be so crippling and overwhelming that i ended up not doing it like for example um washing the dishes someone would say i mean really you know why would you want to be anxious about washing the dishes but when it is in disorder the feeling the thought of it is too overwhelming and it cripples you to a point of you you can't you can't do even the smallest of things let alone bigger chores or bigger tasks or things um that you need to do um so then that is when it is an a disorder 
So examples of anxiety disorders include panic attacks, obsessive compulsive disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Those are the examples of the kinds of anxiety disorders. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that one can um, experience. Um, let's head on to see what the symptoms are for anxiety disorder. So symptoms would be stress that is out of proportion to the impact of the event. It's an inability to set aside a worry and restlessness. So you, you constantly, continuously so worry about something. Like you you want not to worry about it, um, but you can't. It, it just happens and the thoughts just um, spiral out of control, you know. And you want to be in control, but you it's almost impossible because like hey, it's haywire. Like they just, they, they go. The thoughts, they just go. Um, so then it's difficult for you to actually um, just not be restless. Um, so there is also fatigue. You're always feeling tired or groggy. Um, you have difficulty concentration, concentrating rather. Um, you have a blurry vision, a fuzzy vision at, at some point. Um, you have irritability. You get a lot of tense muscles because what anxiety does because when your body reacts to stress it tends up the muscles so that it can because then what it says it says um it your 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 brain alerts or your body alerts that there is danger coming um so you need like then um it needs to determine whether it is real danger or not so then your body would react in a, a a fight or flight kind of response or freeze. So sometimes uh, if you see that there's danger, you're probably going to fight it, uh, depending on how your body is, is designed and how the mechanics work. Okay, some people just fight in response to that. Uh, other people just decide to walk away because like it's too much. Um, I don't want to be hurt. And then others just freeze and not 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 know what to do. And then as a result, then your muscles tend tend to tense up. Uh, and then you get body aches and whatnot. And then you get pains everywhere. That's what I've, I was experiencing. There's no part of my body that I did not experience pain. That is almost every day. If it was not my left foot, then tomorrow it would be my right foot. And so on and so on. So funny enough, this is the strangest thing. The pain, when actually it started, when it heightened, um, I used to feel a certain pain on my foot, my left foot. I think my left side, from my foot up to my arm hand, um, I would get a lot of tingly sensation. I get a lot of numbness, which is also normal to, uh, it's also a normal symptom for anxiety disorder. Um, and then once, uh, my left foot becomes okay or the pain stops i would feel it on my right i'd feel it on my left knee and then the next day i'd feel it on my right knee so i i, I felt whatever pain i felt on my one side i definitely tomorrow a few days later or a week later i'd feel it on the opposite side 
until guys it would go up i'd feel it it will go up day by day like maybe this week could probably in my knee and then the few days it's on the opposite side and then i used to feel it on my hip joint as well like a lot and then i felt it on the right like it gradually went up when i say went up literally it went up i'd feel it in my stomach i'd feel it in my left lung and then the other time i'll feel it on my um right lung uh just like that until i think the the days when i think i would say it was just ending or i was being okay or getting better then i felt it on my left hand now it was my hand or my wrist actually my wrist yeah my wrist and then a few days later to be on the opposite side and then eventually after that once that stopped i was okay so i think it was just leaving at that point i know you're probably thinking girl it's probably far-fetched but trust me i experienced this thing since for like six months seven months so i'm not joking and then another symptom would be trouble falling or staying asleep um yeah i i experienced both there were times when i most of the times i'd have trouble falling asleep and other times when i did fall asleep it would be like probably two hours and then i'd stay awake <sighs> yeah and then panic attacks it's something that i didn't experience thank god and then another symptom would be avoiding social situations and then numbness which i also explain so with numbness i think i got scared because that was the f i think that was the first uh, major symptom that i experienced to a point where i got worried and went to consult uh, because i really thought i i mm -mm, this has got to be a stroke um funny story when i got to my gp i explained the situation and remember okay i haven't told the story yet <laughs> um but I had gone to him before, which I will touch on uh, while I continue. But I I went to him before. So now this was just a follow-up visit a few months later. And then um, it was still stress. So he laughed at me when I told him I'm scared that I'm going to be like uh, getting a stroke. He literally laughed at me. I felt like so dumb. Um, but he was like, so my, my body frame is like tiny. I'm very small. So he laughed at me because it was like a small girl like you like how would you ever get a stroke because then that means you you need to have a very high blood pressure to get a stroke and for a small girl like you really that you and he even said that uh, in the 34 years or 40 years that he's consulted that has never happened it will probably be the first time if it happened to me but it has never happened so i relaxed then but i was like it's been a while and I, I, my thoughts tell me that girl, you're going to end up in hospital with a stroke. Uh, I, yeah. And then another symptom. Sorry guys, this, I think this is going to be very long, but please bear with me uh, as you learn. And I, as I also share. Uh, so the other symptom is depersonalization so the definition for that is detachment within the self subjects feel they have changed and that the world has become vague dreamlike less real 
being outside reality while looking in that's also what i i experienced it would feel like i'm just floating <laughs> on air and everything just felt unreal it was like an out of body experience but not like as hectic but you could you could sense that i it's i'm not not okay something is wrong here and that is depersonalization and then derealization is when people and objects around you may seem unreal it's more or less the same as depersonalization but yeah you you look at people and it's just fuzzy it's like i'm here but i'm not here i don't feel myself here but yet i'm here kind of a situation and then another one is um your digestion system or digestive i don't know which one but yeah um you'd you'd probably have sometimes you'd experience like your runny tummy or sometimes it would be in, in knots it uh, depends and then you'd experience nausea a whole lot of mood swings uh, heart palpitations chest tightness and a tight throat and i can say from all of those symptoms and there are so many i didn't even count how many i think the only symptoms that i didn't really experience was a panic attack uh, and yeah <laughs> that's about it every other thing i experienced nausea was just who hectic you'd be so anxious that you want to eat and it just doesn't go down and you'd feel very nauseous to a point of wanting to throw up so out of all the symptoms i experienced all of them for like a good six to seven months so when did it start i would say it started last year um around may or june okay this i would say then i was I struggled a lot with heart palpitations before and they started in January 2019 um, but then I didn't know it was anxiety um, I think it was not a, I wouldn't say it was a disorder at the time but it, it was just too much anxiety uh, because I was working in a very stressful um, environment uh, my work was very very stressful it demanded a lot so I was always stressed and as a result then i think the anxiety that's when it started to develop um that's when it started showing its head um so i remember i went to the doctor and then i was booked a whole week off because i i was not okay i literally had palpitations the whole day for a whole week literally i kid you not uh, my heart was just you're out of control it would feel like it's gonna come out of my mouth the people who know heart palpitations they would tell you okay that is it this thing wakes you up sleeping deep it wakes you up and then you think other things perhaps a heart attack and whatnot and whatnot um but my doctor just I, what i told her about my work and whatnot and then she also just concluded it's probably stress and then she gave me medication of which i don't think that worked because I, I took them, but for the whole week, I was not okay. So that's when I think the anxiety just started budding. Um, but officially, officially, if I can say that, um, it was not until last year, around May or June, when I, it, yeah, it was just, it was growing now. So around May, 
I went to the GP and then I told him that I was struggling with um, heart palpitations and I was not okay. And I felt like I get out of breath mostly in the morning when I wake up. Um, so he told me, no, it's just stress. I just need to take it easy and relax. And he gave me medication. What he gave me was, um, sorry, let me just check. Alprazolam. Yeah. That is anxiety medication. But at the time, he didn't tell me I had anxiety. He just told me stress. So I think, ugh, anyway, it, it, it does um, help with stress because it helps you calm down. It helps balance the hormones. Um, so, and then he gave me um, other pills for my heart palpitations. And at the time, um, because the anxiety was not as bad, he told me or... Um, prescribed that i take when needed and that's what i did i take i took it as needed and then it was june june something happened there was a, a personal matter that threw me off um and then i started taking them a bit more regularly but it was not like every day um but it would be like hey i'm not okay and then july uh july that's when my dad got hospitalized um and then i think july that's when it yeah you know most when a plant like stems up and then there's the first leaf and then it sprouts most so that's what happened with me like the anxiety there was the first leaf and then it, it just continued to sprout now so july my dad was hospitalized that was 25th of july 2020 and then okay fine the first week was fine because we could talk to him uh, the second week now, that's when the problem started because then, um, okay, for those of you who don't know, who didn't listen to my other, other, other um, uh, episode, which is titled Because Life Takes a Turn. Because sometimes life takes a turn. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So my dad, uh, okay, yeah, so... He was diagnosed diagnosed with um, COVID, and then it just got worse. And then when we, when he was hospitalized on the twenty fifth of July, which was on a Saturday, um, his breathing was just bad. So we decided, no, let let let's call the ambulance. And then yeah, he went. And then the first week, so the Sunday, we called him and we could speak to him. And then. For the rest of the week, we could speak to him, but obviously it was minimal since he was on oxygen. Um, and then from the second week, it was bad. We couldn't speak to him. We could only speak to the the nurses or the doctor. Okay, the nurses actually, um, to find out, to get updates on how he was doing. And whenever we went to the hospital to, to, to go um, give him stuff, um, things that he needed guys yo i never wish for anyone to go through that like COVID has has traumatized us uh in a way that you just don't know how to heal from that now because i think for me what was traumatizing is not being able to see him because of COVID rules right so we'd literally just end up at the door exchange with the nurses whatever they need to needed to give us and whatever they, we needed to we needed to give them mm, my english is on standard grade today very low <laughs> um but yeah we'd exchange if needed 
be and then that's it that's how he probably knew we were there and we couldn't even see him for two minutes and that was painful that was the most painful experience that i have ever gone through and i do not want and i know people are experiencing it because covid is still like around um but it is the most terrible thing for one to go through ever because it's just trauma on its own you need sure okay yeah so that's when it started so that was now july and then second week was august we couldn't speak to him we couldn't see him um that's when my anxiety um uh heightened the symptoms increased from one to the other to the other to the other until i experienced all of the symptoms that i have just mentioned so yeah that's basically when it started um and then how did i know that i had anxiety disorder <laughs> so when i went to my gp um he didn't tell me that it was anxiety disorder he just said it was stress there was that and he gave me those medications um so so you take um i was taking those medication and then in august was it august i think so let me see august september october november december january yeah in august um he said i need i needed to be on the treatment meaning that i was on a six month cycle treatment for my anxiety of which it was still just stress according to him he didn't tell me and i don't know why he didn't tell me that it was anxiety um literally i found out by myself while i was researching or just googling all the symptoms you know just trying to make sure and again googling the symptoms it's helpful because then you get an idea but sometimes it is very detrimental because then from one symptom it leads to another that leads to another that leads to another illness that you think you might have and then with when you have anxiety you don't want to do that because then um, other people suffer greatly from um, health um, disorder is it health i think it is health this disorder because yeah health anxiety sorry health anxiety disorder because um every time you feel a pain you're thinking of the worst you're thinking of um you probably have stomach stomach cancer you probably have uh yeah like you probably have a brain tumor if you constantly have headaches because that's also what i experienced like i had headaches almost every day um like migraine kind of headaches migraines actually um so he i found out on google and that's when it led and then uh it was not until i actually googled uh the name of my medication that's when it actually told me that it is for anxiety and stress and whatnot um so it made sense that i had anxiety disorder um so let me not lose track um yeah so in may he just told me stress and then when i went to him again in august he just gave me the meds to be on the treatment for six months um so that was for anxiety and that's how i found out that i had anxiety disorder and then so those were for anxiety it was alprazolam and for my heart palpitations it is indoor block those are the names of the meds that i was given and then because so fast forward three weeks later my dad passed away 
and then a few days after that i was just a mess i couldn't sleep and so on and so forth so i went back to the doctor and then i asked for for oh no 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 so he only he only put me on the treatment six month treatment when i went after my dad passed away because i was just no i was not okay i thought i was dying i thought like i'm gonna be admitted yay i was not okay um so that's when now he started giving me prescribing me for the six months um still alpra alprazolam in the block and then i requested sleeping tablets because your girl uh it was just it was oh oh no guys um i never thought i would be on sleeping tablets excuse the noise it's just the dogs that keep barking at everyone and anything really that passes so annoying but anyway um so yeah i never thought ever that i would have to be on sleeping pills i was scared of sleeping pills i was like so skeptical of them i thought once you take them you probably what if you don't wake up like no but even the first day i took them i was like if i die i die like <laughs> i i just want to sleep and for me i i, I trusted my gp um uh, for him to give me what i needed at the time and he wouldn't give me something obviously mistakes do happen and sure uh, but i trusted him to give me what i needed and something that would not harm me so i just took it and just let it go and i was on sleeping pills for the next coming months six to be exact um Okay, so how did it start? I don't know if I, I actually addressed this. Mm, no, I didn't. So how did it start? Firstly, it was from job stress. Like I mentioned before, um, when I started having heart palpitations, that's when I think it was developing to later be a disorder. Secondly, from always feeling... So then I resigned from my job and then I came back home. Um... That was last year in May, right? Um, yeah. Last year in May, and then I've been home ever since. Um, so I always felt like I was the one who needed to do everything, cooking, cleaning, laundry, basically all the domestic um, things. Um, so that was overwhelming for me. And thirdly, that was when my dad was in hospital. Um, so what happened? With that, my dad being in the hospital, is that when my brother went to, um, f- went to see that my dad was admitted, he, you know, by Lisa Gantinamba, guys. Sorry, my English is just disappearing. Uh, he registered. Is it registered? Anyway, he put down my number on on the form that he was completing. He put his number and my number, but surprisingly enough. I always got a call from the hospital and that I feel like that that was the thing that heightened my anxiety uh, because every time I saw that number I was not okay so to a point of after my dad passed away my phone had had always been on silent for like probably like five months or so uh, because I just didn't want to hear the tone of it I would um, I was always on the edge when my phone rang um, so as a result it was on silent for most of the time it's only now that yeah yeah it's okay because these people will call in the evening they'll call in the morning and whenever the hospital calls 99 percent of the time they want to tell you bad news 
so they tell us this is what's going on uh his condition is worsening uh this is what's going on uh today's kidneys tomorrow is blood pressure the next day i learned about what is this thing potassium apparently potassium i think it went high or something yo i was like i never heard of such uh but every day was a new thing i think the last week especially the third week every day was just a call i couldn't take it anymore so yeah that's when it really heightened and then i felt overwhelmed and then i was just not coping i was not okay my everyday life was just my own life was taking a toll on me okay so how long did i take these meds as i've mentioned i was prescribed for a cycle of six months so every month i'd have to go for a fill up yeah so this is my experience i know this thing is long already but um i'm glad that i wrote everything down because then i'd be babbling and over the place and not knowing uh, what i said and what i didn't say but this is my overall experience at first especially using or taking medication um i was in denial guys okay i was in denial for the longest time um i do want to take those meds i didn't want to take those meds mainly because i think there was in my head there was a stigma that says that i if you are mentally ill then you believe in be, belong in a psyche ward uh and all those things mental institutions and i was like i'm not i'm not i'm not mentally ill but i was because mental illness is is as normal as physical illness right uh so why is that not being stigmatized so i was in denial i didn't want to take my pills every day as prescribed i just took it probably once a day if i felt like very very on the edge um other days as prescribed because it was like two per day um but really i was struggling and i think i was a, my own stumbling block my own um what is this yeah but i think i was in my own way of becoming better um i got in my own way of becoming better yeah so um i felt like i was going insane and i felt like uh then i feel like i am really a person who is mentally ill and you don't want to know that you don't want to hear that you don't want people to say that that you're mentally ill uh sure no i think mainly because of ignorance that we do not know more about it and yeah well lack of knowledge actually the word of god does say that does say that um lack of knowledge where we when there's lack of knowledge people will perish right um so we are not clued up we are not knowledgeable on such uh especially when it comes to mental illness we don't know anything about it as a result when you are experiencing something uh, a condition that is uh, a mental health condition then you're gonna be in denial and you don't you would not want to to then take steps uh in order for you to to be better and actually eventually overcome it um so i was taking meds like that i was very rebellious and at sometimes i would just stop and i'd i feel today i'm strong and i was not strong at all i was just 
being rebellious really i was telling myself that i'm okay um but in actual fact i was not okay i was i was not okay but then i spoke to a couple of people who i knew are struggling with it and have been taking meds and other people that were I actually spoke to two people to be exact um one lady that i knew um mentioned that she at some point was taking antidepressant and someone who while i was struggling with this whole thing she was also struggling with it and she had struggled with it before and when i asked about the medication she was like stick with the medic like be on them do not do not decide not to take them one day and just take it as prescribed until your cycle ends and if you need to take further or beyond the six months then it's okay you will have to take them until you feel better um and i think most of my worry was that what if i I become addicted or depend on them you see um that was my main worry but she told me no um once you get off them once you feel better you you can you can probably function without them because that will just basically means your hormones are balanced out um so then why would you need medication so i think she put me at ease they put me at ease and then i decided okay let me just do this thing properly and that's when i started that that was probably like a month later or something uh i decided okay let me do this and for me what helped i told myself that i'm not crazy this is just i'm not okay I'm, i'm i'm sick um so i told myself that it is this is treatment for me to get better this is treating the disorder and once i me and my heart and my mind we settled on that i was fine then i was like this is to help me feel better so i'm gonna do it until i feel better and that's what helped me until now um okay and then again, yes, I thank God for supportive friends because the friends that I have, um, they would just like cheer me on on continuing with the medication. Um, yeah, especially with sleeping tablets because there was a point where I felt like I'm addicted to them. Like I just couldn't, I could not not take them. Um, but I was like, I'll be fine. And until then, then I'm going to take them. Um, but I thank God for such um, supportive friends that I have. They kept me going, really. And, yeah, that was my whole experience then. And then six months, seven months later now, um, so I stopped. I took my last treatment. I went to take it in January. And then it's not finished, but uh, it's just a few pills left. But I stopped taking in last month which was february mid somewhere mid yeah i stopped taking anxiety pills i stopped taking sleeping tablets and then yeah ever since i've been good i've been okay um the only thing that has just been messing with me is just like headaches but it's like very mild but it's annoying and then i know that oh what am i anxious about you know so i think and so what is what this is what helped me to go through everything um, taking walks daily they helped a great deal um i cannot emphasize that enough like go outside 
even if you're not taking a walk then just sit in nature because it it helps ground you and centers you a lot um so that helped a lot i was taking walks daily 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 um i think i only stopped like two months back because then uh, <laughs> i was feeling okay and I was, i've been feeling lazy but i i see the importance of them so i'm gonna start again just for yeah because other days are just more challenging than others so i need that more sometimes talking to friends that are very supportive i'm grateful that helped um taking things easy um taking things easy in a sense of i needed to to know what overwhelmed me and how can work around that and putting boundaries for myself to say no but you don't need to do this because there are things that i thought i need to do this i need to do this and as a, as a result that became like a whole mountain for me to climb which seemed impossible so i ended up um sometimes not doing it or doing it but then feeling worse after that so i had to put boundaries for myself to say you're not gonna do that you're not gonna do that you're also human um take it easy that helped exercise i started exercising even though i'm not now um but i exercised mainly for that to take my mind off things a bit and it helped and another thing that helped a lot was therapy 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 please please guys consider therapy if you are in a situation where you feel like life is just not doing good things anymore please um it will help you put things into perspective it will help you unpack things it will help you repack things properly um it will give you hope you know and another thing because um christian um was prayer and reading the word even though i must admit most of the time i just wouldn't want to do that or couldn't i don't know which is which but wouldn't i think is the right fit uh because you feel overwhelmed and at sometimes you know how how is christians we we go through seasons in life and some seasons it's you you feel very you 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 down and out and you probably have doubts here and there and question some of the things um but at the end of the day what you don't go to for help is the thing that helps like reading the word and praying uh often that helps and that's what helped me as well even though I was not doing it as often I, as I would or regularly but the times when I did it I felt like ease and peace um so yeah that is what helped me guys i know this is very long but yeah i'm hoping it will help someone um who is also in probably uh, same the same situation or struggling with depression um i also did struggle with depression a bit but it was not really like uh, medically diagnosed or diagnosed by a professional but I knew that I was depressed from symptoms that I saw speaking to people. I knew I was depressed, but it was really mild, and <clears throat> I know that um, it cripples the life out of you, or the cripples the life in you rather. Um, so, reach out and get the help that is needed. Go to your medical practitioner um, so that they can help you. And therapy make use of therapy that would also help and another thing that helped me was instagram um 
it was it was helping a lot because then I saw a community of people who were struggling with the same thing and that's when I get to understand most of the symptoms that they are okay or normal that normal is in terms of they are part of the disorder so it's not that you're dying or you are sick or whatever but it's just it's normal so it helped me a lot um even if maybe you can't afford therapy right now um go to pages like therapy or therapists um or counselors or psychologists pages um that alone will help as well um so yeah thank you so much for tuning in i hope this helped someone and so this is my um conclusion rather if you feel you are experiencing the symptoms if you feel you're probably in the same boat and you do not know what it is um have it checked out um and yeah reach out um so that you you learn more about it and it is okay to take medication until the time when you feel okay okay uh let's let's make that clear let me emphasize that it is okay to take medication when you are not okay just like when you take medication for physical illness it is okay to take mental health medication and i think that's how i'll wrap it up um but don't be scared don't think that you'll now be uh, admitted in a psyche ward or whatever um don't be ashamed do not be ashamed at all don't be ashamed what people are gonna think of you you are just going through a season of not being okay and you need all the support that you can get so yeah that's it from me and i hope to see you soon in my next episode whenever that will be thank you so much bye